This is the Raider Cop Nation podcast with your host, Alpha Mike, and our roster of co-hosts. We patrol America's law enforcement beat. We invite you today on a ride-along. Now, here's your weekly briefing on Raider Cop Nation. Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet, you are listening to And I am Alpha Mike, your host on today's episode number 97. We are going to speak about a subject that is dear to the hearts of many that scroll through the pages of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, It is social media isn't social. And we're going to talk about how that is impacting law enforcement more than ever. The greatest dynamite that they could have ever blasted off inside a police department. This is what they're doing. And there's a lot to unravel here. Now, there's two segments to this issue. The ones that don't care, I don't care. They're not going to do nothing. I'd say whatever I want, free country. And the ones that think it's never going to reach me. But this is a scary topic that needs to be examined And we're going to take a stab at it here today. But before we get to that, we're going to roll into the leadership quote of the week. And let us now grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap If we do not lose heart. Gallantins 6-9. And of course, leadership comes in various forms, not only through people, but through scripture. There are many, many points on leadership. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And we don't want you to lose heart because without heart, it is very difficult to proceed forward in your law enforcement journey. As always, how do you get in contact with us? Well, it's RaiderCopNation.com. And there you can scroll down and go to our different platforms that we have. As a reminder, our Test Everything 1521 series you can find it also on RaiderCopNation.com uh, and you will see up in the uh, browser there as you the uh, website downloads, you will see Test Everything. You click on there and it gives you all the shows that we've done. It's 15 minutes or less. It comes out every Monday. It's called A Wall Monday. 
and it is like a short version, 50 minutes or less, of uh, the powerful Word of God. It's um, for those that couldn't make it to services, for those that are busy and on the run, they can just listen for 15 minutes. It's not going to hurt them in any way, and we truly encourage you to do so. These messages that are on RaiderCopNation.com in the Test Everything 1521 section last 90 days. And after the 90th day, they are erased permanently. And God has cemented the seeds inside the ears of those that need to listen. Today's episode, episode number 97, we are talking about social media isn't social. Last episode, number 96, we talked about potty mouth policing and how that was also hurting police officers. A lot of them were policing with the potty mouth. They were recording themselves either on a dash cam or a body cam. And then as soon as they hit go and they're recording, it's beep, 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 beep. And then somebody gets the download. They ask for it through the Freedom of Information Act. They plaster it on YouTube. A gazillion hits overnight. And who looks like the bad guy? Well, that's the cop. We're losing that war. And we've discussed it. In episode 96, Potty Mouth Policing, today we're headed towards episode number 97 in Social Media Isn't So Social. Now, when this first came out, it was really kind of strange to everybody because, let's be honest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this was new concept that people had to get used to. We're going to dive into that, and it's going to open up some eyes, and that's what we want to do here. But as you're waiting on deck, we'll get to that in a second. Got some program notes, if you if you can withstand it. We are going to hit uh, episode number 98, and we are going to roll into the Wise Guys series. We're going to roll with three episodes so that would put us on uh, number 98 on uh, July 31st, is episode. And that's going to be on the subject of the Tampa Mafia. We're going to talk about when it started, what rackets were in it, who led it, and how powerful they really were. This is going to branch out from there into a whole lot of roots. So stay tuned. Then we're going to go into episode number 99, and we will talk about the Cuban Mafia. That will be episode 99 and 100. Why two episodes, you might ask? Well, there's a lot to unfold in the Cuban Mafia. They have uh, pretty much worked in uh, the shadows of organized crime for many years, not too much is known about them, and there's just a whole lot to talk about. It is a little bit, for me, more personable 
So therefore, I felt that uh, jumping into a two-part series on that would benefit the uh, listeners a lot better. So that's program four, uh, August 6th and 13th. Excuse me, August 7th and 14th. That is episode number 99 and then a 100th episode. Feels like just yesterday when I started and we're celebrating already right there at the heels, the 100th episode. Of course, our anniversary rolls in on September 11th itself. And, um, of course, we'll have a special tribute to the survivors of September 11th. A lot to talk about there with Detective Lou Alvarez and so forth. So... um, Stay tuned for that. That will be our anniversary so, but it won't be one of celebration. It will be one of us continuously <clears throat> thinking about the victims of 9-11 and uh, the never forget in our hearts that we should perpetually carry. All right. Well, let's start rolling into social media isn't so social. Should law enforcement officers take their First Amendment right of freedom of speech and throw it right out the door? It doesn't apply to them all of a sudden. And now they have to check in without the right that other fellow citizens have in this country. Agencies, law enforcement agencies, have policies on conduct And they've also incorporated in the last decade policies on behavior on social media. But the question that we have to ask today is how far is far? How far can you extend or remove the rights of individuals? And is it fair? We are definitely diving into a subject that is new to a lot of people. I've learned that a lot of people that are old-timers, we'll call them, the 20-year-plus crowd in seniority, have difficulty with the approach of technology, Facebook, Instagram, what button to hit, how did you do that picture, And how do you do the recording again? Now, that's not saying that it's everybody. I'm talking in generalities. But our millennial friends, they're a little bit more astute as they can type at a 1,000 miles an hour with two thumbs. 
and then cozily place their thumbs in their appropriate pockets, we'll say. But the question is, how far is far when I can't really express what I want to express on social media? Now, the first approach that was taken by a lot of agencies, and I believe at the time rightfully so with social media, is, hey, don't post anything that displays the agency in a public forum, such as a picture, selfie, that you all of a sudden you see the department badge, patch, car, whatever have you, because whatever is attached to that picture could be misconstrued as an official position of the agency. So the early policies were pretty straightforward. Officers didn't have that much of a problem following suit. They kind of understood it because preceding that for many, many years was the public information policies that governed a lot of agencies, that the official voice of the agency was appointed by the chief or the chief himself. Now, most chiefs have a buffer in case it gets too hot in the oven, and they call these public information officers. Some are sworn, some are not. But they are the official voices. These policies used to tell everybody else in the agency, if media contacts you, you're not authorized to speak to them without them going through the official channels. Got the officer off the hook and everybody was happy. So these two policies were an introduction to law enforcement officers, which basically meant stay away from the media. And if you do anything in public forum, kind of quasi out of the official boundaries of the agencies, make sure that the agency isn't displayed in that public forum, such as a patch, a badge, an emblem on a car, and then you're talking about uh, Go Cowboys, and, and that could be a problem, let's say. So those policies, interestingly enough, understood. But our friends on the left constantly working the room, constantly maneuvering through traffic, especially heavily travel traffic such as law enforcement. These leftist groups are out there with one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to destroy law enforcement. Now, of course, these groups will tell you through their lawyers The lawyers will tell you that they believe in justice in the American way. But it's a cover to tell you our greatest scheme is to destroy law enforcement. This latest tactic that they have done is monumental. And a lot of agencies knew it was coming. 
Now, probably in and around 2010, I want to say, 2011, agencies started getting more and more information on social media. And the conduct now wasn't so much don't post anything with an emblem or a logo on it because, you know, the official position of the agency. Now it started to tell officers about be careful what you post. A lot of officers ignored these warnings. Most of the courses were, um, well, excuse me, most of the information was done through bulletins or basic sheets of piece of paper, memorandum type of uh, communication between the agency and the officers about this conduct. As the conduct started becoming more and more prevalent, that it was going to be a problem, cases started to happen, they started to kind of put it in warp type of language and policies. And I actually believe that a lot, and I attended one of these courses when I was sworn, and the way the course was presented was not so straightforward for understanding. The instructions that they were giving, or the instructor was basically saying that be careful what you post, be careful what you like, be careful what you forward, but we weren't getting into specificalities. They would talk in general terms, such as, you know, if somebody's getting, uh, let's say there's a video on social networking demonstrating, let's say, a use of force, and you give it a thumbs up like, people might misconstrue that, that you enjoy that type of behavior. Now, at the time that they were given these courses, we didn't have the array of emojis as we do now. You only had that one little thumb like button to hit. So I lost on a lot of translation. A lot of people say, well, this is like the memo thing. You don't want me to do it. Now, there are three basic thinking of philosophies from officers at this time. We're in 2010, 2011, around there. And a lot of them are saying, well, you know what? I'm just, I, don't, I don't even have Facebook. I don't want Facebook. Okay, Facebook really takes off in like 09, 08, 09. It blows up at uh, the planet. And unfortunately, and I have to say it and I have to admit it, there are many people that spend ultimate hours of the day on Facebook, for example, because it's like the theory of the old woman in the wash house. They get to look at your pictures and live your miserable life through the screen of their phone or their tablet or their computer. And they are so saturated in that lifestyle that they enjoy it. They enjoy other people's miseries. Of course, the haters are never too far behind also, and they would never miss a good post. But by and large, Facebook's popularity takes off because it was 
people opening their personal world to the world. People that you worked with that you really didn't know much about, all of a sudden you could see a post in their living room and and kind of like, oh, look, look at the furniture he's got. Oh, look, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, it's atrocious. I would never buy that sofa. So you got to <clears throat> explore these people that you knew. <clears throat> of course, the first concept was to put your friends on social media. But we know that that later changed into... Get a bunch of friends that you really don't know, but you call them your friends, but you have no idea who they are. And that would multiply. I myself have around 3,200, 3,400, somewhere in that area. I don't know the exact number. And um, 90%, maybe, maybe about 90. It could be a little bit less. I have no idea who the hell they are. But they're my friends. So social media now is teaching us how to conduct socially differently than we were shown as children. To be social, meet somebody, shake hands, who this is who I am. When you were a kid in the playground, you met uh, uh, Johnny in the playground. Next day he was there, hey, you want to play stickball? And that's how you became friends. And now, no more. You don't have to shake anybody's hand, look in anybody's eyes. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is click, confirm that you want to be my phony friend on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And once you click on that, me and you are supposed to gel together as one. But the likelihood is once you say, yes, you want to be my friend, I probably have little to no real uh, communication with you at all. None of us understood that the real purpose of social media and having all this traffic of data was for them to make profit. Of course, we saw that prevalent probably in 2013, 2014, when Facebook went all out with the revenues. And they were posting little, small, little commercial messages. Of course, now it, it's second nature. You watch a video on YouTube and you get interrupted every five minutes with some somebody selling you a pillow, socks, or toilet paper while you're watching the video. So these media outlets wanted us and still continue to want us to post these pictures of our personal life because it generates traffic and traffic produces data and data produces money. Money, money, money. And then we have the 2016 election and everything blows up to hell and we start blaming phony Russians and spies that they infiltrated our social media network and ruined America. As a result of this, we're all wasted now. A land to be forgotten because of this great spy theory that happened on Facebook. We lost our country. 
And if you believe that, I also have property in Las Vegas and some uh, sea pro- uh, some uh, freshwater property over in Nevada as well. The purpose of social media is to make money. We weren't paying attention to that. We were paying attention to other people's business. The perfect scenario for catastrophe. And catastrophe for law enforcement is going to come in a big way. About three years ago, we started seeing the first couple of cases where officers were stepping out of those original memorandums about don't post anything in uniform and can show the logo, the emblem of the agency. And although officers were respecting that, some got in trouble even though they covered it, but they were on duty talking about it, and now it hit that fine line. Wait a minute, you're being paid by the taxpayer, but you're also doing video, publicizing it on Facebook, and according to the time that this was published, three, four, five hours ago, you were on the clock. And now it's turned into a little bit more complicated and only to get more complicated as we go along. So these groups from the left, who are they? What are they trying to accomplish? Well, they're the hate groups. They, there's no secret. If you haven't turned on your television and you haven't noticed that the Democratic Party is under severe attack by the Communist Party, and soon the commies will be in control, complete control, of the commun of the one of the same. It doesn't matter of the Democratic Party. Now, for you out, for you guys out there, oh, there he goes again, bro. This too, bro. He's got oh, he's got one track mind, and don't believe that the Democratic Party's under attack. One. I don't think you have any type of alarm system in your house. Two, you're not paying attention to your surroundings. When you see the Indians overtaking the fort, you know that there's a problem. So today, that problem is more visible and noticeable than it was, let's say, two years ago. Two years ago, it was more noticeable than it was, let's say, in 2014. So as the years go on, we start to notice, hey, wait a minute. This isn't the Democratic Party of my parents. And it sure isn't. Now, it's being masqueraded and covered up with this social Democratic Party movement, which is an oxymoron because one and the other have nothing to do with it. There's a sting as a socialist democratic party. That it's, you know, it's, it's like go stop. They're complete opposites of each other. Though socialism is the control of product in any country. Whatever they build, make, whatever comes exported, imported, uh, exported or imported into the country is controlled. They control their people. How many children can you have? Where you go to school? And 
worship and so forth are frowned upon because they compete with the government. They are in control. Socialism is a form of control. Now, this new party here wants to masquerade with, well, we're not controlling production. All we want to do is tax you higher, which in part they do. I probably would venture out to say they need steps to get to total communism. But this is a beginning, folks. We've never been this close, and you've got to be completely naive to think we're not um, in the middle of a battle here. So the Democratic Party, with their aging leadership of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck um, completely nuts Schumer, these individuals don't have the hoof, the, the, the fortitude, the chutzpah to control these newbies, we call them now the squad, that are trying to take over. But you look at uh, the squad, as they say, social media is through the roof. So there are a lot of millennials that are paying attention to these guys. Now, I honestly believe that the majority of Americans are looking at these four bozos for what they are, four complete bozos. So just because they got a million people on on Twitter, let's say, doesn't mean they got a million fans. They got people that just want to see the idiotic stuff that they're posting. So they can chuckle at it later. But it's scary how they got there. Now, of course, they got there because there was some serious strategic planning in the Democratic Party. And to avoid any type of argument, fights, or people not talking to me for, let's say, three generations, I won't mention any of their names. But there were leaders in the Democratic Party that strategically started placing large groups of individuals in certain places for a certain outcome. Case in point, Somalis, Minnesota. Look, we have a congresswoman. See, tic-tac-toe, just like that. So there's a lot of maneuvering behind the curtain in Washington, better known as a.k.a. the swamp, and they dictate these futures. Recently, I was part of a survey for the Census Bureau, selected randomly. And it's a series of uh, questions that they ask you. And then there's about, um, gosh, I can't remember, maybe eight or nine phone calls every month. Has the status changed? Are you working? Are you still retired? There's blah, blah, blah questions. But I got to know that guy, you know. And uh, older gentleman, very nice, very cordial. I invited him into the house and everything. Like human beings used to, you know, socially talk. Hey, you want a cup of coffee? Have a season. His name is John. John said, hey, you want something to drink? And we, we spoke for about 45 minutes. Some chit-chat and then, you know, census bureau business, of course. And uh, after that, uh, he called me every month and we started to become a little bit more personable on the phone. And I asked him, you know, I always thought the census was, you know, they ring your doorbell, they ask how many people live here, blah, 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 and they leave. And he goes, well, yes, it is, but uh, there's more behind-the-scenes stuff that, that, that they do to, for Congress to identify how many resources they need for a specific area. Now, all that is a cold word for saying who the hell is really living there. 
because just before a general election, like the one we got coming up in 2020, people start to move like cattle to certain areas for the strategic play. Well, what do they do? They call everybody and tell them, you got to move now? No, they don't. But uh, all of a sudden, benefits are a lot better in another place than when you live, if you get the hint and the drift. And all of a sudden, you've got a whole bunch of new neighbors in the neighborhood that you live in. So those are the reasons that the swamp is the swamp. It's always tactically working behind the scenes to screw over America. So we continue looking at these groups. They're out there. And they concocted a lot of hoopla. Now, let's just backtrack a second. There's this uh, one of these hate groups, one of these communist hate groups called uh, Cop Watch. And I know there are people out there, they're not a communist group. They're out there to make sure just, yeah, give me a break. But they go out there and they film cops and all this other stuff. And look, I look, I agree. If there's a police officer or correctional officer out there that's dirty, they need to get it. But don't don't play the middleman. Just report it. The system will work itself out. We don't need you with the Sony camcorder conquering the world. But anyway, that's falling on deaf ears. So that group, Cop Watch, they were more visual and all that. A couple documentaries have come out about them. Real um, cop haters, I like to call them. And uh, right after that, these groups started concentrating on the social aspect of law enforcement. You can't be a cop 24 hours, even though you could if you wanted to, but you have to have some type of enjoyment. And social media is supposed to be for that same reason, to act social. So they would go to these social media posts, and they started to trigger them. What the hell does that mean? Well, if I just post somebody getting beat up or a guy getting arrested that might be a little bit undesirable, and I just post it, I trigger it. And all of a sudden, I trigger it where there might be a large potential of law enforcement officers because we've researched who is and who isn't a law enforcement officer who has, let's say, a Facebook page or an Instagram page. And then we post these triggers and uh, we wait to see what happens. And lo and behold, what do we have? A bunch of cops saying, yeah, we should have kicked them a little harder. Oh, boy, the good old days and so forth. And uh, these groups really went out of their way because they started documenting it. Let me give you an example. And I I really hate to mention who they are, but if I didn't, then they would give, you know, less credence to what we're doing here. But uh, these commies, their name is the, uh, and that's in my personal opinion they are, uh, commies, the Plain View Project. And basically it says about uh, in, the summer of, in the summer of 2016, a team of 
Attorneys, better known as lawyers, in Philadelphia learned that numerous local police officers had posted content on Facebook that appeared to endorse mm, violence, racism, and bigotry. Look at that. Just a random team of uh, Philadelphia attorneys with nothing to do went out to go search and police Facebook. And it goes on to lie, I mean, to say in some of these posts, officers commented that apprehended suspects, often black males, should be dead or should have more lumps on their heads. In other Facebook conversations, officers advocated shooting looters on site and using cars to run over protesters. Numerous posts deem Islam a cult, not a religion, and referred to Muslims as savages and goat humpers. And, and still others, officers appear to joke about beating and raping women. So, obviously, just by the freaking introduction here, you ring the doorbell and you can tell what time it is. So, they have a data bank, and I'm going to post this on the show notes. Go to the city of choice. Now, these are the cities they got posted here. That means they've already run um, recon on these uh, city agencies. Uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, St. Louis, Phoenix, York, Pennsylvania, Twin Falls, I- Idaho, and uh, Denson, Texas, and Lake County, Florida. So that means all these places have already gotten drilled. They've gotten drilled. Now, if I were a betting man and I'm not, I would venture out that the reason they got a lot of this information is because somehow they beat the FedEx, the, the venting process on Facebook to get into these Locked social media accounts like Philadelphia, Dallas, St. Louis, Phoenix, and so forth. What am I trying to say? Well, let's say that the Philadelphia Police Department has a locked Facebook account for officers. Somebody got in there and they got through the mechanism and they plant themselves there and now they can look at hundreds and hundreds of fun stuff that communists look at all day long. So there's a motive here, and the motive was not to correct behavior, but to report behavior for the purposes of an advantage. Let me tell you what they've done. Their hard work and dedication have created complete and utter chaos. Um. This is from uh, a news outlet, Live 5 News. I don't know where it's from. It's probably Philadelphia. 72 Philadelphia officers off the streets aimed probe into social media posts. 72. Police Commissioner Richard Ross says 72 Philadelphia police officers have been placed on administrative duty aimed an internal investigation into national group's accusation of officers in at least five states posting racist and anti-Muslim comments on social media. 
72, folks. 7-2. Okay? Are benched. 72 are benched. Now, there's an updated one that we're going to look for here in a second. But uh, this was June 19th. There is something I, I got to look it up here in a second, and I will. And St. Louis also, not too far behind St. Louis. Oh, this is CNN. What got reported, St. Louis and Philadelphia police investigating reports of racist, anti-Muslim Facebook posts by some city officers. You like how they throw that Muslim text in there? That's the new modern socialist, democratic, leftist, Bolshevik party. They're defenders of the of the Muslims. They they look out for them. It says here the Facebook post include images of a Confederate flag. Oh my gosh! Call calls for immigrants to speak English, critic, criticism of Islam, encouraging violence, and more. The posts were compiled by the Plainview Project, which describes itself as a database public Facebook post and comments made by current and former police officers from several jurisdictions across the United States. That's, you know, they're just trying to make society a lot better. 72 were benched in Philadelphia in the middle of the game. 72 benched. Benched. So anyway, we go to the communist little uh, website that they have, the Plain View folks. So I, I said, well, you know what? Let me let me grab uh, Philadelphia. I hit Philadelphia, and it shows me some of the post. So I looked at it, and uh, <clears throat> the one I just posted up, I don't know if they come up randomly every day or if this is set the way it's supposed to. I'm That I'm not sure about. But uh, there's a post here about some inmate uh, being escorted and some forth, and he's bandaged up. I believe this was the guy that shot the police officer in Orlando. So this is back in 2017. And uh, here's some of the posts <clears throat> that they put. Damn, looks like he tripped and fell a few times. <clears throat> and they post a little sunglasses and stuff. Hate speech. <clears throat> Second post, guess the body armor. He was wearing, and the two guns he had on him were so heavy, he tripped. Hate speech. Somebody posted, it's great. Hate speech. Too bad he wasn't taken to, he wasn't taken on a stretcher. Hate speech. Starting to get the point here, folks? Here's another one. They show a bunch of um, Atifa members dressed in black. Then there's another picture of a bunch of police officers dressed in black helmets with masks. And then they show a lot of uh, emergency room uh, physicians dressed uh, in medical uh, gear with masks on. So the caption reads, whenever these people in masks show up, and that's Antifa, then they go to the second one, they should be greeted by these people in masks, which are the police officers. And then the last one is, who should send them to see these people in mass? And that's the emergency room physicians. You get it? So one of the posts here says, yes, 
that's hate speech. Here's another one. Now, this one's a follow-up on the Philadelphia issue that we were talking about. And this uh, came down on the 18th of July. 17 Philadelphia police officers suspended over social media posts. But it goes on and says Philadelphia police commissioner has suspended 17 officers for 30 days and is moving to fire 13 of them over social media posts he called sickening. So now we got a trend here, folks. 72 get benched, 17 get suspended 30 days, 13, you're out of the game, you're out of the league, you're gone. Now, we could talk about this probably in another episode. But the end result is, and I'm posting all these uh, articles on uh, the show notes so you can take a look at them. Where is the officer's First Amendment rights, you might be saying? Well, as public officials, they are treated such as whatever comment they say would be prejudice against the public that they should be serving. That's the premise. So no different from a state attorney. They would live under the same scrutiny as a police officer, correction officer, um, public defender would probably live under the same scrutiny as well, judge. You get the point. So there's a decorum that they're kind of expecting. But I kind of read some of the ones I read to you off that post. For me, agreeing to something doesn't mean that I really stated that position. This is very vague. And I think that this is going to really mix things up constitutionally in the years to come. But this is an effective way that the, that the left has undermined law enforcement causing chaos and having a whole bunch not only get in trouble, suspended, lawyered up, fired. You know how much it cost if you get suspended for 30 days? That officer has to lose their seniority, their retirement days for those 30 days. Six weeks on the beach. Six weeks with no pay. That's a lot of money. And do you know what it costs if they fire 13 to hire 13 more and train them? The cost there is to that? The 72 that got benched, they're, they're so disgusted right now, it kills their motivation. It kills productive police work. The left has really outdone themselves in hurting law enforcement on this one, while the media stays silent, while departments are really not trying to correct the behavior. There's a pattern on chiefs, too. I've noticed that a lot of them are in Democratic cities that are really quick to pull the trigger which is concerning. But I'm not going to go out there with an allegation just yet. But it is concerning. So we're running out of time, and we really can't get too much into this that I would like to. But I want to wrap it up with 
the solution. We talked about the problem. We talked about how this phenomena started, how agencies kind of tap danced into this, and how they wrote a lot of vague language, and how old-timers have a real hard time trying to adapt to, what do you mean I can't say what, I'm a, what I feel at home on my reclining chair? And the millennials probably pick it up a little bit better. So in through all that, this leftist group that created it, and if anybody thinks they're not leftist, keep on plugging away and find out who sponsors them and who pay who pays the light bill, and that'll tell you who's behind all this. But um, their ultimate goal was to cripple the police agency, and they're doing it. They're doing it, folks. They're pulling putting cops out of business. It's better than killing them at street corners. And it's disgusting. It's deplorable. And agencies need to start fighting back because you just can't bench people because they said, wow, that's nifty. Okay? It has to be a little bit more disgusting or as they used in use of force, that it wows the jury. It wows the observer. This is not wowing me. Somebody going, yes. That doesn't wow me. Now, if they say despicable things, that could be a little bit different. My first, when I first dealt with this many years ago in my career, I used to tell people, be careful what you put on there about how you would handle a specific case. Could be used against you by a defense attorney saying, well, this must be your frame of mind because you clearly stated it on a social media post. But we're long gone from that. These freaking lawyers could care less what you think. They're looking for your dirty underwear. They're not looking for your dirty socks. All right, so let's wrap this up with the solution. All right, solution number one. Get off social media. Get up, leave, walk away, run out of there. Put your smartphone down and slowly back away. And you will see that you can live a productive life without any criticism, without any problems, and you will live to tell the tale. You don't need social media in your lives. Okay, you're not that valiant. You're not that courageous yet. You're not just there. Don't post as much. Post maybe once or twice a week. Don't have to post every day. Slow it down. Okay, you're not there. You just, I've got to have the fix every day. If I don't have the fix, I won't be me. And that's exactly the point. You shouldn't be me. There's no laws that say that you cannot in any way not use an alias created for a superhero law enforcement officers. I've been known on Twitter, I am Alpha Mike. 
I wasn't born Alpha Mike. On Facebook, I have another name. It's not my given name. So, how does the agency prove that that's me? It's not my name. But is that your picture? Yeah. Is this your account? Maybe. Get the point? Or maybe you should be part of a group family Facebook. You know, because Facebook is family. All bound together. Me and my 18 kids, we have one Facebook account. Get it? If you really need to fix, then do it that way. But I am seriously considering um, slowing down. Facebook, okay, I'll break them down for you. So uh, Facebook is going to be slowed down to a crawl. Instagram is going to probably go from my personal to the Radio Cop Nation podcast one only in the future, probably in 2020. Uh, 20, yeah, probably 2020. And uh, um, Twitter is being used as the Radio Cop Nation. And my personal one, I might probably let it go in 2020. I haven't made that decision yet on that specific one. There are other social networks, uh, things out there like LinkedIn. Uh, uh, what's that other one? What's, I can't remember. What the, what's that thing called? Paul, Paul something. It's uh, one of the new ones out there. Anyway, well, it doesn't go. Pauler. Pauler. And um, they're a little confusing how you post things. But, of course, they say that they're their fresh alternative to all this. But I would slow it down. Considerable. You know, when I first started in law enforcement, there was no such thing as social networking, folks. It wasn't anything, there wasn't even smartphones. So you can live without it, but if you if you have to share your personal life, your dirty socks with everybody in the planet, okay. But you need to protect yourself. And uh, I have relatives that were in law enforcement. <clears throat> they are retired. And you can go to their Facebook page and look up and down and sideways and back and forth, and you would never know that they were a cop because of their assignments. So just be prudent. Be prudent. And know that what you're putting out there there are a bunch of enemy combatants looking to take you out on a like on Facebook. This is how demented our society has gotten. Stay woke, like they say in the new millennials, because if not, they're going to run us over. This has been my pleasure and my honor to be your host on Radio Cop Nation. As always, folks, I constantly remind you, continue to pray for yourself because without you in the fight, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your friends, for the agency that serves you in your community, and most importantly, for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. Stay blessed. I'm out. And guide her. 
through the night with a light from above from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam God bless America my home Three, two, three. I'm going to alert with the heart. Four, three, two, three, two, five, 1322. 